Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this sixth day. We are 24 hours away from the start of the NFL season, and I am really excited about it. I'm going to be talking about the NFC South and the NFC East and making predictions of those standings. Tomorrow, I'll finish up the NFC, and I'll give you my playoff predictions, Super Bowl picks tomorrow. The program will be on Pickles. The program will be on one hour early, it will be on 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. We're going to get it out of the way before the start of the season. Also, Nick Bosa, as I predicted, Nick Bosa has signed his deal, monster deal. Nick uh, Bosa, uh, yeah, signed a monster deal uh, uh, to stay with the San Francisco 49ers. My guess is he'll probably be on some kind of snap count, but either way, We'll hit that story, and we'll hit the ground running. Uh, let's get our first and only break out of the way, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Okay, now back here live. Okay, yeah, that's right, Pickles. Six o'clock Central, seven o'clock Eastern. All right, let's start with the top story of the day. Uh, Nick Bosa signed a uh, agreed to five-year, one hundred and seventy million dollar extension with the 49ers, One hundred and twenty-two. <clears throat> 122 and a half guaranteed. Um, you know, Spot Track puts out that he is the uh, largest total value defensive contracts in NFL history. Nick Bosa at 170. Khalil Mack was a few years ago at 141. And Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa, that's his brother. Think about it. Joey, his brother, uh, has one of the top. Uh, largest contracts in de defensive uh, player history at 135. And then the younger brother, Nick, who uh, the younger brother, Nick, who's with the 49ers, is signed one for 170. Okay, so uh, 34 million per season. He jumps Aaron Donald by 3 million, important to Mike Garofalo, from, also from NFL Network. So, as I predicted, uh, he would be signed. Listen, and it's funny, uh, uh, Darren Ravel put out, he said, Nick Bosa's gets 122.5 guaranteed. But he said, um, technically, his net cash will be 58.25. The taxes will be 64.25, 37 federal, 13.3 from California, and 2.35 from Medicare. But here, here's the thing about that, though. Even that's 58, it's still a lot of money. But guys want to play with their teammates for the most part. Uh, this is a very good defense. They got Terry Armstead. Um, not, is that a Terry Armstead? Did I say Terry Armstead? Let me, get, let me get my notes here. That's what happens when you get ahead of your notes and try to. Uh, Javon Har Hargrave was added in as a defensive tackle to this front seven uh, in the um, on this defense in the offseason. So there's a chance that they could 
be better this year. Now, Bolsa, he's going to be on a snap cap Sunday. He's probably going to make the trip to uh, Pittsburgh when he opened up the season. By the way, the, the spread is still the same, 2.5. Uh, they are practically uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Pittsburgh, actually leaning towards taking Pittsburgh in the points in that particular game. But notice now Nick Bosa, 18-and-a-half sacks last year, one defensive player of the year, uh, one defensive player of the year. Uh, he's he's a little quicker than his brother. He's more durable uh, for the most part. I know he had some injuries a few seasons ago. But, uh, you know, the guy's a well-level player. Uh, now, mind you folks, they've got Brock Purdy, who was the very last player drafted, Mr. Irrelevant, drafted last year, is going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, he's coming into year two. They got him on the super cheap, on the super cheap for this season, next season, and the season after that, okay? Then that that's four seasons. The fifth-year option, it goes up a little bit more, but the fifth-year option for a seventh-round pick is it, still pretty good for the 49ers. Garoppolo's money is going to fall off. You've got a, a quarterback on a rookie contract that is that cheap, that is that cheap. You might as well go ahead and put – uh, stack the roster around him. Uh, if you got to put money into a team, uh, if I couldn't get the best defensive tackle out there, you want to get an ultimate edge rusher from the defensive side. From from the defensive side, I much rather have a um, I much rather have a guy like a Chris Jones. Okay, uh, but you know Philadelphia, they let Hargrave go. They Signed Jalen Carter, and I read Carter's having a great count. I saw some of his uh, <coughs> practice where he's blowing people off the ball. Jason Kell says he is a handful blocking in practice. I've seen him at Georgia if he can keep his nose clean. But as far as this team is per se, uh, you, you, you look at a guy like Bosa, got him locked in. Um, I was reading some of the PFL because I was curious about their ratings, you know, First in total yards last year. Of course, you know, I, I can't get that game out of my head where um, where they got destroyed by the um, – where they got destroyed uh, uh, by the uh, um, Kansas City Chiefs here. You know, kind of got a little bit out of place. But uh, afar, I was looking at pro football focus. I was curious about their secondary. Uh, they've got their secondary ranked ninth coming into this year. Uh, he, uh, PFF says the 49ers secondary combined to earn a 84.6 grade last season, the fourth best in the league. However, Jimmy Ward left in free agency at the safety and defensive coordinator, of course, D'Amico Ryans took the top job in Houston. The nickel in the corner, the third safety role is up for grabs, but this is a strong unit and tough to pass in 22 and should be solid in 23. Uh, but it total yards, total yards is on a week in and week out, uh, week in and week out basis. The 49ers have the best, um, best defense out there. If you're looking at that, and maybe their secondary will be bigger. Uh, they, like I said, but when you add him with the guy like the Hargrave, they could potentially be better. I think I may have screenshotted their defense. Let me see. I've got so much stuff in here, folks to talk about i've got divisions to talk about um you know what and it's good to look into these certain things because you know i had no idea what kind of team atlanta has and what kind of easy schedule yeah pickle says uh, uh i mentioned that yesterday's program travis kels hyper extended knee plus chris jones holding out that uh point spread is down to about five to five and a half it was six and a half it's lost a whole point uh, uh they're gonna have their hands full tomorrow with detroit i like detroit in that six and a half detroit may get the outright win but the 49ers uh they're in good standing right now they need to just ease this guy into the lineup uh they've, they've got a lot of games to play the rams are missing another, another player there uh, they match up really well against San Francisco. Arizona's going to be a dumpster fire. So they've got a pretty good division here. Uh, it's nowhere near as hard as it was prior to it. 
I'll give you a full lowdown of the West. I didn't break down the West today, uh, but I will finish up the NFC West tomorrow with the uh, NFC North. And a side note about the NFC North, I read that the top two receivers, Dobbs and Christian Watson, may not play against the Bears. So that would uh, that, that would really hurt the debut of uh, Jordan Love there starting off against the Bears there. I was leaning towards picking them, but if those top if those two receivers don't play, this is at Chicago. It's going to be a tight game anyways. I'll probably pick the Bears in that game. So I'll be up real early in the morning breaking that game, that that division down, just like I was in this particular day. Okay, a lot of people asking me about the NFC East, okay? Uh, very competitive division. Uh, I come in thinking that maybe that that uh, Washington Commanders would be good enough to to possibly get into the playoffs. And then looking at their schedule, it's pretty rough here. Everybody in this division has a rough schedule. Uh, according to the CBS article I read uh, and screenshotted, uh, that the Eagles had the 32nd ranked schedule in 22. In 22, the Eagles had the 32nd ranked uh, easiest schedule in 22. This year, starting Sunday, they've got the first ranked schedule. It's a first place schedule. It's the hardest schedule, uh, according to last year's winning percentage, that the Eagles have here. Okay. So I guess I'll start off with the, uh, the commanders. Okay. The Commanders uh, got a new owner, got a new attitude. Josh Harris, same guy that owns the Philadelphia 76ers, finally got this organization away from Daniel Snyder. I've been reading that they're going to put millions in renovations and everything. And also, uh, they went out and hired Eric Bieniemy. He's trying to get out of, um, uh, of Andy Reid's shadow at offensive coordinator. So far, really like what I see here. Sam Howell. Uh, had a really good uh, preseason team, went 3-0, and and that was a very competitive game. For a preseason game, that Baltimore game was very competitive. Baltimore really wanted to keep that uh, win streak up. They went like four or five years or something in a row, like a 20-game winning streak of uh, winning those preseason games. But, you know, I was looking at this commander team, and I'll tell you, folks, they are uh, – one of the better defensive lines in the total and in, in all of the NFL. Uh, got a lot of guys re-signed up. And uh, their, their offensive line is, it's not terrible. Uh, yeah, their defensive line is third according to pro football focus. Uh, their secondary is 11th. They've had a bad secondary in the past, but not this year according to pro football focus. They're in the uh, 11th, which is not bad. Uh, this Emmanuel Forbes apparently looks good. They're going to start him off right off the bat. He's a first round guy. I'm going to say he got him from like uh Ole Miss or something. Uh, but uh, you know, Kendall Fuller, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, you know, uh, Carl, uh, Kareem Curl safety here. So it, it looks like that it's going to be a decent, they're ranked up head of New England's. Uh, now they've got a uh, a lower end, uh, um, uh, offensive line ranking, but Charles Leno Jr. is considered to be uh, their, their best player on the offensive line, their, and that's their left tackle, which is good, which is good. Uh, so uh, they, they brought in some new players, right tackle, Andrew Wally. They got him over from Kansas City, okay? And Nick Gates, I, I want to say he is a rookie here. So, but, you know, they never had a terrible offensive line. They had Trent Williams at one time. He wanted to uh, get out. He didn't want to play for the old organization, the old ownership and management. I don't blame him. Chris Young, or Chase Young, is still not ready to play yet. But they're still stacked to Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. That's just on the defensive line. Uh, a lot of ballers here. A lot of ballers here. And, and again, offensively, not sure if McLaurin's going to play, but Johan Dotson, uh, he's going to be a, a great wide receiver in this league. He's already shown flashes. Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, 
Not a bad team. And, of course, the two running backs here, Brian Robertson, of course, Antonio Gibson. Uh, this team is, is you know, that they're, they're going to be really good. Uh, it's just how good, uh, how uh, Ron Rivera was high on him from the very get-go. And, you know, he, he this guy wasn't a very high draft pick. Was he like a third round from Carolina? So, uh, but I'll say this. They got a pretty rough schedule here. Let me go back and look. So it, it's a lot of optimism. It's the most optimism I've heard in a long time. Now, again, it, it is a tough schedule. I've got it at them at like eight and nine, nine and eight. That does it. When you're on the borderline, like, like a Washington commander team, like a Tennessee Titans team. That means that one or two games can go a certain way, come down to one drive, Pickles, one last kick, something of that nature could get this team in it. So they're on the bubble of getting into the playoffs. And, you know, I, I like the Eric Bieniemy hire. Uh, Ron Rivera said, man, he's not the, – the players aren't used to this. Bieniemy worked 10 years under Andy Reid, Okay. He had to learn something contrary of what the critics may say of the guy. Maybe he's not the best communicator in the world. Maybe he is too a little old school. But he, he's gonna get he's gonna get something out of these players. Remember, this team, this team did beat a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles team. Okay. I got them splitting with them this year. Okay. So um they're a team to watch, a bubble team. They could be a sleeper. I'm saying they're going to come up just short, but uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, they're going to be an energetic team, kind of like the Colorado College team. You know, I thought I thought they were going to be a fun team, and I nailed that one. Uh, even though I've been bad on college so far, LSU's been a dud, and so has uh, so was Clemson. We talked about that the other day. So, okay, the Giants now, Mac. From Mac and Jack, he's not going to hear this. He's not wanting to hear this about the Giants. You know, uh, the Giants went 10 and 7. And if you listen to some of these Giant fans, you would think they went 14 and 3 or something like that, Pickles. But, you know, they won a lot of close games last year. For, for example, Tennessee missed a field goal at the very end. Okay. Uh, it, it, you know, the, the notes I made about the Giants are that they um, they kind of remind me, by the way, Pro Football Focus still has their, although Andrew Thomas is pretty decent, they still have their offensive line ranked 29th. Okay. Let's see where I had them. Um, I think I had some more notes on the Giants, and I'm trying to see if I can find them here. Okay. So we, we saw Daniel Jones gets the extension. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley finally gets his deal there, okay? Uh, uh, he gets a one-year deal. He didn't get a long-term deal. Uh, but, you know, you got the extension. Daniel Jones, not a big cap hit this year. It's going to be next year, though. His his uh, explosion, uh, his cap number explodes next year. So, you know, so uh, but this reminds me of a um, Brian DeBall, kind of being like a Matt Nagy and a Mitch Trubisky. If you guys recall the first year uh, that those two took over, I think it was Trubisky's second year in the league, but but uh, th that Bears team, that was the year they made the trade and gave Khalil Mack that big amount of money, and they, they went 12-4. and four. They win the NFC North that year, and Trubisky looked good in spots, and I, you hear commentators like uh, Colin Coward, for example, say, this looks like a lot of magic tricks here. Uh, that this guy really doesn't look that good. It's just really clever coaching and schemes. And that's the same uh, gist I get from Daniel Jones and this Giants team. Yeah, they got a good defensive line. Uh, yeah, they're, they added Darren Waller, who's only played about 18 games in the last two years. I think he played only, what, six, eight games last year. Uh, he's an older player. If you can get – 15 games out of him, that would be a miracle. I don't think they will. Uh, it's going to be a good tight end there. But when he's healthy, that's the same just I get. And then the next year, the next year, that, that Bear team went 8-8. Eight and eight. They went 500 before it went to 17 games. So I kind of see this Giants team 
looking at their strength of schedule, uh, contrary of what people may think of who they've got and everything, they're not going to get the breaks like they did last year. Teams are going to be more amped up and prepared for them. They've got a very difficult schedule, as if everybody in the NFC East does, per se. Uh, so uh, I just think that they're probably a 9-8 and eight team. They're going to come up a little bit short this year, and the Giant fans are going to be really disappointed but that is after me taking about an hour just going through the schedule alone, not going over the information and everything. So uh, could be wrong there. They are another borderline team, but the I think people's going to figure out Daniel Jones and the magic tricks. And, of course, they, they open up against the Cowboys in week one at the Giants Stadium. Uh, I do have them knocking out the 49ers. Uh, about three or four weeks into the season at San Francisco because the Giants are a good road team. You know, they're one of those teams that, that uh, you know, you, 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 you at least they would go on the West Coast. They go all the way to Seattle a couple of years ago, and they, they, they beat Seattle with Joe Judge coaching. Uh, I could see them beating the 49ers this year, but then again losing to a uh, conference rival at home in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, so that, that's how I see this Giants team playing out. Uh, Pro PFF said that uh, O'Neal, what's this guy's name? The other, um, what was his name here? That he, he hasn't looked as good as advertised. Um, Evan O'Neal, right tackle, hasn't really played up to par, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. So, uh, you look at that, you look at the schedule, the lack of offense, the figuring out of this scheme, the figuring out of some of Daniel Jones's things. I can see them losing uh, a couple games where they don't quite get that right look there. Um, could be wrong, could take a step ahead, but I don't think so. I feel like this is a Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky type of situation. Okay. So, all right, now I'm working my way up, working my way. Okay, Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia, I, you know, I looked at their schedule, and, uh, again, it, it's a 30 – it's the first – it's the hardest schedule in the NFL, the Eagles have. And this Eagle team, if you look at just the pro football focus rankings, number one offensive line, number one defensive line coming in. Now, as I've mentioned before on this offensive line, uh, you have guys like Lane Johnson who missed a couple games last year, if you don't recall, and they lost, and they lost. Uh, he'd be 33 this year at right tackle, one of the best right tackles in the game. Then you have 36. That, that I said that correct. You have 36-year-old Jason Kels, one of the best centers in the game uh, at, at center there. And, and then, of course, you have the first-ranked schedule. So it, throw in the fact, like Jim Jeffcoat says, uh, former Dallas Cowboy, he says this team, they're going to be thinking a whole lot about last year, okay, uh, meaning the Super Bowl loss, about how they lost it. Uh, hey, man, your defensive coordinator who ends up getting the job at Arizona, go figure that. Uh, you couldn't get a stop in the second half, man. You could not get a stop in the second half, and he had to punt. Um, but also, look at the fact that they uh, Jalen Hurts gets a new big deal. He gets extension here. Uh, getting a lot of accolades. Getting a lot of accolades on this team. Lost their offensive coordinator. Um, he is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Change, Steitzker, whatever. So you, you look at the fact that, that you know, he, he's the offensive coordinator of the Colts. Uh, you look at that aged offensive line. By the way, not to mention that Jalen Hurts, second only to Lamar Jackson in rushing. He's going to have to change that. Uh, I, I like what Hurts did. I love his work ethic. I do not take away any of the accolades I've gave Jalen Hurts. He's won me over as a player. He's a serious worker. Serious work ethic. Dad's a coach. Takes things seriously. But that being said, 
Uh, you look at the aging offensive line. You look at the fact that he does run a lot. Uh, how much of that has he cleaned up out of his game? Because if he don't, he's going to get hurt again, just like he did in the Bears game towards the end of last season. Uh, but it still didn't cost him. That's how good this team was last year. You know, that's how good um, this team was, by the way. And they have one of the best secondaries in the NFL, too. According, uh, Jets have the best secondary. I was reading Pro Football Focus's secondary. They're top five. I mean, they just have a loaded team and a loaded roster, okay? But, you know, I think that... Um, I think that they're not going to get back to the Super Bowl because history says they will not do that. Only team to do it, not named New England, and no team has done it, not named New England, in, in 29 years since the salary cap was implemented in 1994. So uh, I, I with, with the young head coach here, he's still what? He's, he's under 45 years old. It was a Sirianni, under 45 years old. A uh, uh, lot of people going to be gunning for you. Much more difficult schedule. Let's see if I, I think I got their schedule in here somewhere. And I, I'll go over it because, again, according to this article in CBS, the Falcons, easiest schedule, followed by Saints, Texans, Colts, Titans at 28th, by the way. Uh, but then it's the opposite on there. I thought I had their uh, – I'll go ahead and look up their schedule. But I'm just telling you, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty hard schedule here. Um, and so it's a lot, it's one thing when you win, it's another thing when, um, when people are gunning for you, I mean, they had the 32nd easiest schedule. I didn't expect them to do nothing last year. And of course they had a great season here, but you got to look at the fact that this division the commanders beat them last year. Well, commanders are better this year. Okay, they do play at New England. New England's got their own problems at, at offensive line. Uh, not really sure. New England could beat them up there in New England. I was very confident in that about a month ago, but I'm looking at New England's injuries. They'll probably knock out New England. But then you look at um, just through their schedule, yeah, they got Minnesota and Tampa. That, that Those are two. But they play Washington on a short week. And uh, they got to play week six at the Jets. Then they come back home very next week against Miami. Uh, then at Washington, then uh, Dallas. But after their bye week, they play at Kansas City, followed up by Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas. I mean, that is playoff, playoff, playoff. Again, from week 11 at Kansas City, uh, week 12, Buffalo, week 13, San Francisco, week 14, Dallas, week 15, Seattle, week 16, uh, Giants. What does that say? Think about those teams. Okay. 11 through six week 16. That's, that's five straight. One, two, three, four, five, six straight games, six straight games against six straight teams that were in the playoffs last year. Okay? Six straight games against six straight teams that were in the playoffs last year, all in a row. Not to mention in, in week six and seven, you're playing the Jets and the Dolphins. Okay? Two teams that I have playing really well this year. Uh, two really good defenses, especially the, especially the Jets. Especially that Jet team. Okay, and then of course they end the season. Giants, Arizona at the Giants. I, I hate it when the uh, and they got to play at Seattle. That's not a given. They they might be favored in that game. So I mean, you, you're looking at this. You look at these quarterbacks: Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tua, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Those are some good quarterbacks, folks. And of course, you know you got to play Dallas twice here. So. I just do not see this thing. Um, I don't see it being that walking apart. For instance, let's go over last year's schedule. Okay. Last year uh, at Detroit, I mean, Detroit had practically the number one pick. They had a top five pick the year before, right? They had the number two pick overall. Uh, they, they, they played a weak Minnesota team. 
They played a Jacksonville team last year. Yeah, they made the playoffs, but the year before that, uh, they they had uh, they were they were one of the top teams in the league. Okay, they were going against rookie quarterbacks like Kenny Pickett against uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Houston, and their quarterback, uh, uh, Indianapolis, and their musical chairs at quarterback. Okay, uh, you know New Orleans, and 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 New Orleans actually beat them, but Gardner Minshew, you know, so. You look at the quarterback comparisons from last year to this year, it is daylight and dark, you know? So I do think that they're going to play well because they are a loaded roster, but I do not think that they're going to get the number one seed in the NFC like they did last year. And um, and I'm going to give you the final standings here in just a second. So uh, let me go back to there. So I got them going 12 and five. So it's not too disrespectful. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, let me go to the Cowboys. Now, Cowboys, listen, uh, they their offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, jumped all the way to sixth. It's like four or five spots here. Uh, I've, I've talked about Michael Gallup coming back from Dallas. Okay. He's another year. Gallup is another year past his uh, injury with ACL year before last. So, He's going to be 100% this year, okay? I do believe that. I've went on at nauseum in the past about adding Stefan Gilmore corner, who still rakes really high, really high as a corner. He's 32. Now, if you can keep him healthy, that would be great. You put him beside Steph, uh, Trayvon Diggs, who has just signed an extension here with Demarcus Lawrence and, of course, Michael Parsons, who will probably win Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion, this year. Uh, and, and nobody's really talking about this. The speed at running back now between Rico Dow and, of course, Tony Pollard, not to mention Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn may beat this Rico guy out. He may beat him out. They added Brandon Cooks here. Uh, they, they went with Mike McCarthy. He's going to be calling the plays. With the, and they brought in Trey Lance. All of this is to do one thing, is to get in Dak's head and and, and for him not to be so reckless with the football and, and, and let him know, hey, listen, we may have to pass to set up the run, but we're not going to pass like a Keelan Moore offense last year to keep passing. We're going to pass to set up the run, and then we may uh, run to set up the pass. But – we're going to be a field position and defensive team. They'll throw when they need to. But I do see this Dallas team, they've had two 12-win seasons in a row. I want to say they've led the league in takeaways two years. That's hard to do. Remember one year, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Diggs had led the league in interception. He had like 14 or something, you know, year before last. So, uh, they're very good giveaway takeaway team. Still got Gwen back there as the defensive coordinator there, which is exactly where he needs to be. Uh, he he does not need to be a head coach. He did he was terrible with Atlanta. This is the best Cowboy team that I've seen since uh, not better than. This is best since the the Jimmy Johnson teams. This is better than the Terrell Owens. Tony Romo teams because this team is not going to be as reckless. Uh, uh, Tony Romo was calling audibles on the five-yard line to get his stats up. You're not going to see that out of Dak Prescott. You're not going to see that out of Dak Prescott. This should be a lot of Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn, and this Rico Dow running back here. Yes, they they lost their uh, tight end there. But the other one's just as good, according to Jim Jeffco. He got he he watches he watches these guys practice here. Okay, he watches these guys practice. Uh, so their offensive line upgraded. Their defense has upgraded, folks. Their defensive ha- their defense has upgraded. They've got Zach Martin back. Uh, they're going to be running the field position team. I like them to win their opening week against the Giants. Uh, I like them to get one game better one game better than the Philadelphia Eagles at uh, uh, 13 and four. Now maybe they, they go to 12 and five again and beat 
and beat the Eagles out, but I think they'll have a better record than the Eagles. The Eagles will make the playoffs. They'll be the number uh, two uh, seed in the uh, standings there. So let me give you the East real quick, and I'll, and I'll do it slow because I know I can get in a hurry sometimes. Okay, so I've got Dallas 13-4 and four, winning the NFC East. Going to be tough, but they're going to do it. Okay, I've got the Eagles 12-5, and kind of like last year, right? Uh, winning or coming in second, followed by the Giants at nine and eight, and and then Washington at eight nine. That was really hard. Uh, uh, thank you, Pickles. Thank you. Yeah, uh, hilarious interview, Jim Jeffcoat on TikTok. Yeah, and, and that's what he should do. He should run the ball because that's the strength of this team. If you have, uh, they're like thirty three and six or something. If Dak throws under 30 times. If he throws over 30 times, they're they're they just slightly have a winning record. It's like 30, uh, 33 and 30 or something like that. So it, it's best to keep his passing attempts down. And if you get in trouble early, yes, you may have to pass to set up the run, but don't pass to keep passing. Do not do that. I thought they got pass happy in the Jacksonville game last year which gave them a shot to win that division because they had Jacksonville beat, but two costly turnovers cost them the game. One of them did bounce off a guy's hand. But it's just it's just the idea of getting past happy when you shouldn't. You got to lean on this running game. And I think, and I've had this discussion with Jim Jeffcoat last month, that I think it's starting to sink into this old team's uh, 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 psyche even though the numbers may say elsewhere in some spots, but the real strength of this team is this defense. That's the real strength of this team. Don't give the opposition anything. Play field position. I know it's an offensive-driven league. That doesn't mean that you have to uh, be overly offensive. You can still run the ball more, uh, and you can still play field position, uh, it's not three yards in a cloud of dust. It's just a few. It's, it's more screens. It's keeping stuff underneath and uh, taking your shots when you need to and, and 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 still relying on the running game and not getting intimidated otherwise, you know. So I, I got I think this is a very good team here. 13 and four. They win the East, folks. They win the East. OK, let's let's go to the south side here. OK. Uh, they win the East, and of course, uh, and by the way, no team has repeated in the NFC East since 2001. That was back in the Donovan McNabb days. That was the Eagles over 20 years ago. So it's usually a different player every year. Uh, it's not the same player team consistently winning the a uh, NFC East, folks. Alrighty then, let's see. Okay, I'll, I'll start with, with, with the team, this Tampa team going into the South. Uh, I think Tampa will hit the reset and rebuild after this season. I've mentioned that all year. Uh, I think Todd Bowles probably be his last year. They've got Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. Had offensive line problems last year. Uh, you think they're going to have offensive problems this year? Yeah, they are. Uh, a couple players wanted to get out last year including the middle linebacker, uh, Mike Evans. Things have uh, closed off with uh, negotiations, have have come to a halt. I think they got a few more days. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking they're just saying that, the sound, uh, culture, whatever. Uh, but I, I think I think this team will, will probably uh, keep an eye out for Mike Evans, folks, keep an eye out for Mike Evans possibly to get traded around the November Trade deadline, uh, still got some left in the tank. Been in the league about 10 years, 30, 31-year-old. Mike Evans, keep an eye out for that. Somebody, maybe a Jet team go after Mike Evans, right? But I think this team, they've won their Super Bowl with Brady. They've got some playoff swim with Brady. Uh, now they're paying for it, okay? Um, I, I just think that when you've got a guy like Baker Mayfield, the sluggish offense, uh, somewhat of in spots, an aging defense, in spots here, uh, pro, um, uh, who was it? Uh, FanDuel's got them at six and a half. I think that's very generous. 
They're probably a four to five win team. They're going to be right there. If you ask me with Arizona for that top pick, whether they get a Caleb Williams or Drake May. By the way, Caleb Williams, his father said, listen, he's making good at IO money. If uh, if the team that he does not like got that first overall pick, in other words, if it's somebody, one of these defensive-minded uh, um, uh, head coach there, and it's a bad organization, like a Tampa, ooh, excuse me, if it's a, like a Tampa, maybe he stays with USC for another year. A lot of players have done that as quarterbacks. You know, the NIL, it's really just paying the top guys. I mean, you know, Schroeder Sanders, this Travis Hunter guy, Caleb Williams, maybe Drake May. Not a lot of players are making big money from NIL. That's the truth of it. But he is. He's one of those players that's making over seven figures from NIL. He's having a good time at USC. Maybe he looks at a Tampa as one of those teams. Now, what if Tampa goes out and gets Lincoln Riley? Then all bets are off. Maybe he does go. But I do think that um, they're going to finish last place in this division. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, to see how things play out for Tampa, per se. Hey, they could shock me. Seattle shot me. I thought Pete Carroll be fired, and I thought they'd get the number one pick. They end up going to the playoffs, and Carroll is going to be there for a minute. And I hear, by the way, um, Jackson Smith, Najigma, uh, wide receiver. Uh, I'm, I'm probably jacking that guy's name up. Uh, from um, Ohio State. Thought he was going to be out for a while. Looks like he may play, by the way. Uh, I'll talk about the West tomorrow. But uh, Seattle looks really good in their opener against the Rams. I'll tell you that, folks. Uh, okay. Let's 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 go through. Okay. A lot of people talking about uh, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, I was reading their offensive line was 16th. And Bryce Young was still getting sacked in practice. He, he got nailed in the game the other day. And people worried about him getting up because he's such a small player. Uh, I'm one of those people. I'm very worried about his uh, health status and whatnot. Very accurate, bullet accurate player, Bryce Young. He needs to be about two or three inches taller, and he needs to be about 40 or 50 pounds heavier, if you ask me. Uh, so this team, yeah, they got a good to decent defense. Good to decent defense. You know, you've got Frank Wright in there, brought him over. Remember, he was recently fired from the Colts here. But I do not think – there's no skill player. The number one guy, D.J. Moore, he was uh, he was part of the trade for this team to get, to get Bryce Young. So I'm not so sure about this team. I think they'll be interesting towards the middle and end of their season. They're going to be in a lot of these games, but I do not accept. Some people say maybe they're a dark horse. Colin Coward saying they're a dark horse possible playoff team. Uh, not You're still going to have to get Bryce Young some time to develop some chemistry with his wide receivers. Pickle says he may play eight games. He could get hurt. Uh, he's a very small. People said this about Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler Murray's still out. He tore his ACL last year. Uh, we know he's not going to play the first four games. Josh Dobbs is going to play the first four games. I've told you about the Arizona Cardinals. They're playing the long game to go out and get another pick next year. They're already trying to get off of uh, Kyler Murray. That could be the case here with Young. He's a better, uh, more mature player than a Kyler Murray. Got a quicker release, not a runaround guy. If he can hang in there, maybe he's going to be okay. But he is tiny, folks. He is tiny. Uh, so I've got this team maybe a game or two better than Tampa. They finished third in the division. Again, all these coaches want to see is see him get better. And what can we do to get better around him? I think the defense will be fair to good. I like their cornerback, uh, Horn. The cornerback. I like Derek Brown, the defensive tackle there. Um, the line is okay. Probably need a little more interior help there with this offensive line. Of course, pro football folks have them at 16th. Okay. Ooh, excuse me. Okay. So um, so we'll see how this thing plays out for Carolina. Uh, they want to see him stay healthy. 
and they want to see him improve. That's really what the ownership and 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 uh, Frank Wright want to see in year one. And then they'll start adding in more skill positions, probably get a better tight end, add a couple more receivers here, and maybe tighten up on the interior of the offensive line, go out and get another running back. Okay, now here's where I've uh, breaking it down. You know, you have you know pickles when when you do a science experiment, right? You have a hypothesis, and your hypothesis is what you think you're going to see. And I had a hypothesis in air quotes about the Atlanta Falcons, and after doing this research on the Falcons and looking into their offseason, looking into their schedule, which is thirty second, uh, it's totally different from my. So don't assume. When you assume, you break that word, A-S-S-U-M-E. I remember listening to that from the Bad News Bears. This old man talking to these 12-year-olds or 11-year-olds. This guy is probably like a former major league manager, and he's writing out the word assume here. So, uh, you know, Atlanta, top 10 offensive line, made a lot of improvements on their Defense, including Jesse Bates, safety there from um, uh, Cincinnati. Not a huge, not a huge big deal there, but they, um, like I said, uh, they've got guys like Calais Campbell, uh, Grady Jarrett, of course, he's on the team, AJ Terrell, uh, Bud Dupree from Tennessee. Uh, I mentioned Jesse Bates, paid him some good money there. Uh, so, so they they've got some players here uh, on, on the defensive side here. Um, now, of course, Jeff Okuda, they traded for him, but he's hurt again. They got Trey Flowers as his backup, and you know something, this team beat they beat San Francisco in Atlanta. Pickles, they are good at home. They beat San Francisco in Atlanta last year, and they beat Seattle on the road. So, Seattle was a playoff team, and that was with Mariota, a guy who can't do anything. Now they've added, with this offensive line, Bajon Robertson with Taylor. Um, what is this guy's name? I want. I call him Alligator. They're over and over, over, over and under. It's eight and a half games, by the way. Okay. Um, Tyler Al-Jazeer and Bajon Robertson. Cordell Patterson's the third string running back on this team. So they got skill players for days. Arthur Smith, seven and ten last year. Seven and ten last year, somewhat on the hot seat because he, he was seven and ten in the other year before that. Now you can say, well, they were in transition uh last year at quarterback. Year before that, excuse me, they had Matt Ryan. They had Matt Ryan as, as their quarterback. So if you look at their skill players, Drake London, that's the number one receiver in this league. Cal Pitts hasn't quite lived up to it because of uh, players throwing him the ball. So you look at all this, and not to mention Jake Matthews, very good left tackle there. Uh, comes from a very good family um, of Matthews' family here. And this schedule, folks, I mean, Carolina at home, they're going to obliterate. Uh, Carolina at home. Uh, then they've got the, the Green Bay Packers at home. Uh, they play teams like Houston at home, Washington at home, Tampa twice. They've got um, Arizona, who's going to get the number one pick uh, likely. It is at Arizona, okay? Then they play uh, uh, the Saints at home. So uh actually think, and by the way, on top of all that, Desmond Ritter, the guy that we were most concerned about, they 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 got Taylor Heineke, former Commanders quarterback. They signed him, but didn't you notice that um, Desmond Ritter did not play any preseason games, and he's listed as a number one quarterback. So that tells me that that Arthur Smith has seen enough out of Desmond Ritter not to have him out there playing. If this was a strong competition or he was struggling, Ritter, who's who had he played last three or four games last year, 
he was okay. He looked terrible at times, but he's, he got better towards the very end. You start to see that. And with, with Powell, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Cordell Patterson, all that speed, all that speed here, you start to think, yeah, they could do something. Atlanta, Atlanta folks, I think they're going to win 10 games this year. They're going to win 10 games this year, and they're they're likely going to get in one of those wild card spots. They're, they, um, yeah, he beat out Mariota. Mariota's on the street. Mariota's the backup quarterback with Philadelphia, Chad. He's the backup quarterback under – now, if, if Hurts gets hurt, they're going to be hurt because Mariota – uh, he is consistently inconsistent. Uh, Ritter is a mediocre quarterback. So their whole plan is, with Calais Campbell and all those defensive players that they've added, is to run Bajon Robertson probably the, the most safest. Any scout you I've, I've listened to and read about over the draft, he was the most safest pick you could pick in the draft. Bajon Robertson already listed as a starter. Him and Al, Al Jazeera, Alligator, Taylor Alligator, they're going to run that rock. They're going to run a very Tennessee-style offense. He's going to have time to throw. Going to have guys like Drake London and, of course, Cal Pitts to throw to. They're going to play field position as well. And this guy even models his game after Ryan Tannehill. So, yeah, and if, and if, and if he's bad – uh, Arthur Smith will put in Taylor Heineke, who is uh, not a bad quarterback as well. He's not a great quarterback. That's why he's there. But he's a serviceable. I would take him over uh, um, over Marcus. Mar- Mariota is, is a consistently inconsistent player. He's not verbal. Uh, he, he does not read defenses quick enough. He, he's a very inconsistent – he's not a pro starter in this league. I've said that five years ago. <coughs> People's just now getting that. Nice guy. Not a starter in the NFL. Watch, he's consistently inconsistent. I like Heineke better than him today. Ritter, uh, I would probably take Ritter over Mariota. Mariota, you're not going to get anywhere with him. People are too caught up in the guy who played for Oregon with Chip Kelly. That, he, he's not that guy. So actually have them finishing second in this division. Okay. Um, okay, the Saints. Now, the Saints, you know, I was looking at their – the Saints' defense was fifth in yards last year. The Saints' defense. They, they, they were fifth in yards last year um, in total yards, and that's pretty good. But you got a guy like Jameis Winston, a turn three, four, five turnovers a game. Key, uh, they were going through musical quarterbacks all last year. Uh, it's it, anything that could go wrong did go wrong. Remember they had the, the fight there. Some people got suspended in the uh, uh, in that game uh, against Tampa last year, and uh, I think it was the Mike Evans game where he had to break out. So, uh, by the way, the Saints' uh, rookie quarterback, Jake Heeler, Heener from Fresno State got suspended six games with PEDs. But they went out and got uh, Derek Carr. The Saints went out and got Derek Carr. Uh, now, now, Dennis Allen, other guys probably on the hot seat as well, brought back John Gruden to help implement this offense. Remember, Gruden worked with Carr with the Raiders. Dennis Allen, former Raider coach as well. And this team, by the way, this team has, and I want to make sure I got this right here, um, Mike Thomas, been out for almost two years, not on the injury report, ready to go, okay? Now, they've got Jamal Williams uh, as their lead running back here. Of course, uh, their, uh, their starter there. Uh, is going to be out for three games there. And, um, oh, God, his name's slipping my mind. Alvin Kamara, 
Alvin Kamara suspended for the incident in Vegas a couple years ago. Okay. Jawan Johnson, Pickles, uh, un, uh, unsung hero for this team at tight end returns. Okay. Not a bad offensive line. Guys like Cameron Jordan on this defense. He's still on that defense. Uh, you, you got guys like Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, really good safeties here. Marshawn Lattimore at the cornerback position there. So they got playmakers on that defense. And, you know, uh, they, they brought in – Derek Carr's got a big chip on his shoulder. That's his words. That's not mine. Carr's got this big chip on his shoulder, and he's like, man, I'm coming in like a house of fire because he it he's really ticked off the way the Raiders treated him and Josh McDaniels did at, towards the end with the Raiders. So – I think this team, they may lose Sunday. That's going to be a tall. They're three-point favorites against Tennessee. I think they'll beat Tennessee, but uh, Tennessee's a very good front seven. Uh, really well coached as well. Tennessee could beat them. But looking at their schedule here, I think it'll come down to about one game with Atlanta. One game with Atlanta. And I think they'll slide. Chris Alave is awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Alave, very quick, probably is going to be the number one. You got Thomas over the middle there. You got this Jawan Johnson guy. Uh, you're going to see a lot of motivation on this team. Mike Thomas wants to prove himself. Derek Carr wants to prove himself. You've got that defense. It's going to be loud down there, Pickles. I think I think they'll win this game. They're only three-point favorites. Tennessee could go win it. Tennessee's good road dogs. But Tennessee hasn't started well the last few years. They've lost two of their opening games uh, last two years in a row. But my thing is that um, this team will probably win this division at 11-6. and six. So let me go ahead and give you all my standings here. Uh, Saints win it at 11-6, and 10-7. and seven. Did not think I would say that. 10-7 and seven for Atlanta, 5-12 and 12 for Carolina, 4-13 for Tampa, and they will be in the quarterback market uh, uh, next year. They'll be back at. They'll be in the quarterback market here. So, uh, so far, I can tell you this: at the NFC, I've got Philadelphia as a wild card in the playoffs. Dallas winning the NFC East in the playoffs. I've got the Saints in the playoffs, and very likely the Atlanta Falcons as a wild card uh, tomorrow. Obviously, give you the NFC West. Yeah, I'm leaning heavily towards picking San Francisco to win it again. Uh, the NFC North, uh, I don't see how you can't go with, with Detroit, but we'll break them down. Okay. Uh, how about having guest picks as a guest night fun to watch? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. So we'll see how everything plays out here. Um in the NFC, plus, you know, uh, I've told you my a AFC stuff, although I just see something about Armstead. Uh, I think uh, that the left tackle there may not make it an opening night for, for the Dolphins, and that can throw everything off in the AFC East. So I'm going to have to look at that, Eric Armstead. Uh, that was something I read today. But either way, tomorrow I'll finish up the NFC. I'll give you my predictions for the season to see how everything starts. The show will be on at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, because I want to get it out of the way so we can watch the game, because I know everybody wants to see opening night pickles. And uh, uh, programming note, if this Spectrum thing and ESPN thing is still going on by Tuesday, I'm going to cover that story. Uh, reading a lot of people getting agitated with Disney uh, over this stuff. Uh, Disney's saying that you're going to have to um, uh, go out and, and, and go through the Hulu, which is $69 a month. Spectrum's blaming them. They're blaming Spectrum. A lot of finger pointing there. I'll cover that story there, Pickles. Uh, next week, if this thing is still going, this is ridiculous. Because it, it's happened right around the start of football. Uh, I'll get into that story. 
friends here in Spectrum land. Yeah, and there's it's a lot of people got Spectrum. A lot of people. My friend in Kentucky's got it. He's all ticked off about it at ESPN and well Disney or whatever. So either way, I'll be back on tomorrow, one hour early, and we'll get this thing taken care of on Sports Scope. Yes, YouTube TV. Of course, you can get the games there too as well, Chad. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>